And we're back. I'm Ron Alesco, and you're listening to Traditions on WFUFM and bluesandrootsradio.com. Uh, it was about 10 years ago, I was at a music conference. Uh, it's called NERFA, the Northeast Regional Folk Alliance Conference. You've heard me mention it on this program before. And I met this gentleman who uh, really impressed me as a songwriter. And I've been watching him, and he's just released a brand new CD, and I am, I'm extremely impressed. He uh, is living in Pennsylvania, about three hours from here, and he drove to us today to, to visit us, and I am so happy and honored to have him with us, uh, Antonio Andrade. Antonio, how you doing? Hello, Ron. I'm doing well. Uh, Great to be here. Thank uh, you. It's so good to have you. Um, like I said, I, I've been watching your music and uh, listening to your music, meeting you at Nerf all these years, and... Yeah. Uh, I'm really impressed with what you put out, a brand new CD. And it's, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that, how you got to this point. But um, I wonder if you'd mind starting us off with a song. I would love to hear uh, I don't mind at all, Ron. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, so, it was uh, February 9th, 1964. <laughs> Snow covered the Little League baseball field in Centralia, Pennsylvania. Back in the day, I was a fourth grade boy. A baseball glove was my favorite toy. My brother played ball like my daddy did too. I kept a card in my cap, Harmon Killebrew. Baseball filled my youngest days. Taking throws at second, turning double plays. I sang that song like my grandpop did too about Walla Walla Washington and Kalamazoo kids have dreams what they want to be playing baseball was the life for me something happened I'm guessing you know bigger than Henry David Thoreau waving our caps in that Rattle trap, Centralia rivals, Locust Dale and Locust Gap. The chief of police waved and wished us good luck. Fifteen kids in a pickup truck. Kids have dreams what they want to be. Playing baseball was the life for me. Something happened, I'm guessing you know. Bigger than the Andy Griffith Show. McGraw pitched for my team, the New York Mets. The 69 series was as good as it gets. Still too young for the Vietnam War. Life began to change in 64. Kids have dreams what they want to be. Playing baseball was the life for me. Something happened, I'm guessing we know. Bigger than Curly and Larry and Moe. Bigger than the image of Marilyn Monroe. Bigger than Joe DiMaggio. The Beatles on the Ed Sullivan Show. 
Oh, wow. I, I, was that the actual date? What did you say for February? February 9th. February 9th, wow. 1964. I, I remember that, too. I, I was in first grade at the time. Yeah. And... Uh, Again, well, it didn't change my life on making music, but uh, it certainly did, I guess, did have an impact on all of us. I mean, that was such a memorable night. Yeah. I, I've heard you say that you, and as, as you mentioned that song, were you, was that your dream as a kid to be a baseball player before the music? Yeah. Um, I think that also included brief thoughts of maybe an undertaker or a barber. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's a diverse uh, selection there. But, um, you know... Um, it, that's a pretty true song. My dad did play a lot of baseball after me. My my brother played a lot of baseball, and uh, the Beatles were big. Yeah. Uh, they, they I, I'm no doubt the excitement and the fun that they presented and represented. Sure, got me thinking. Wow, why not? Yeah. And then I uh, I came up with a guitar, and and uh, really quickly, like within three weeks, I found out. Oh, you have to practice. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you just played the guitar, you know, like you right. play, you, like you do anything else. But uh, so I took a little break when I had to think. Uh, oh, you practice. So <laughs> a couple of years later, I got started again. I think by about eighth grade, I I was uh, starting to play the chords on three strings, you know, uh, and just never quit. Right. I haven't quit since then. Yeah, oh, that's good. Well, you 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 were doing a lot of different things in, in those years since then. I mean, you spent, what, about 37 years doing social work? Yeah, 76. That would be 1976 until 2014. Mm -hmm. I worked in different social work, human services opportunities, and uh, I'm grateful for those opportunities. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I guess as a songwriter um, and a performer and a musician, having that kind of background does help because I'm, I'm sure you've, probably ran into all kinds of different people, different stories, and I think that shows in, in your music. Is that uh, something that you've kind of incorporated your Let's your say yes. Yeah. Why not <laughs> say yes? Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I can think of specific songs and know what led to those. Mm -hmm. i got to say that I can't recall any specifically that came from the work, the daytime career that I had. Mm -hmm. You know, but hopefully my writing skills have been affected by oh, sure. what you know the writing that i had to do oh, know, it, for, it, for some of those opportunities it has to it, it's <laughs> just what your life is experiences and uh, that's i think what really en enters into the music you know whether subconsciously or consciously but you know what it you know what maybe i didn't it didn't affect songwriting but the whole thing about relationships with mm -hmm. people right. is is what helps i guess it makes to me it makes the world go around whether uh, working with folks, it was the relationships that you would have and build with them in the social service, human services work. And um, a friend, Paul Barker, from uh, Texas, presents has presented, uh, I forget the title, but it was uh, Beginners, uh, First Timers, Beginners, First Timers. That's what it would be called at the, at the Folk Alliance conferences that we, mm -hmm. we see our, each other at. And uh, I went to Paul's First Timers thing for about, four or five years <laughs> uh, I never necessarily graduated but I, I continued to learn and be inspired by the kinds of things that Paul uh, presented and he said you know he did a thing like raise your arm repeat after me I'm not here to book work I'm here to build relationships and the work will follow yep, that's and right. that has been really true and that's a yeah. keeper yeah 
I've known a lot of musicians over the years that, you know, they really looked at this as, okay, today I'll be playing your show. Tomorrow I'm going to be in a limousine going to Carnegie Hall for my first show. And, you know, it doesn't always work that way. Yeah. Uh, But it's about building, as you say, relationships, experiences, an audience. And, uh, you know, you seem to be doing that. You know, like I said, I've seen you every year at NERFA. And I've seen, I've watched you grow. Now you're you're still living in Pennsylvania. Um, where whereabouts? In, um, you mentioned Centralia in it, that song. Yeah, Centralia is where I spent my earliest days, zero through eighteen. I got out of Mount Carmel High School in '72 and attended Penn State University for four years and graduated. I liked to add the part about graduating, <laughs> and um, so I, I moved around Pennsylvania to accept whatever was the next job opportunity, whatever seemed like a better opportunity, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I've lived quite a few places around Pennsylvania, and I have been living in Duncannon, Pennsylvania, outside of Harrisburg. Mm-hmm. Harrisburg is the Pennsylvania state capital, so sure. I live about 12 miles out, uh, heading towards State College uh, mm-hmm. along the Susquehanna River. Is, is there a lot of opportunities to perform and present music out in, uh, in that well, area? Well, you know what? It, I guess it takes finding them, working on them, and developing them. Uh, there are opportunities. Uh, while I'm close to cities, Philadelphia, New York, two, three, four-hour drives to the, the cities, two and a half to Philly, uh, I got to say I'm having a lot of fun heading about an hour to an hour and a half north of where I'm living and, and mingling and playing shows around uh, Sunbury, Pennsylvania, Danville, mm-hmm. Bloomsburg, Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. Right. I, I've looked at your website, uh, and I see you've got a quite a busy schedule there, so it, that's, that's yeah, good to see. It's nice. Uh, speaking of your website lifeshakes.com now a lot of people use their name but why, where, where did life shakes come from um antonio andrade is a more common name than lots of people including me would ever think or would have thought growing up in a town of a thousand in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. um and antonio andrade uh there it's just a very common name in other ways and there is a flamenco player out of spain <laughs> that has that tied up for uh, long before uh, probably I ever thought of having a work <laughs> website or even knew what a website was. Right. And uh, it's interesting when that name comes up on things like uh, iTunes or CD Baby, his stuff comes up along <laughs> with my stuff. And I, I kind of think the audience can tell a difference when they <laughs> look at the titles because his are all in Spanish and right. mine are pretty much in English. Maybe you could do a little flamenco and you know start to get some of that work there too. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> oh, Antonio Andrade is with us today on on traditions. And uh, Antonio, would you mind sharing another song with us? Love to. Let me get hooked up here. Uh, this one did grow out of uh, my young days. The the town Centralia. There are only a few people who still live there. Um, I'm gonna test this harmonica. There, there, uh, I've learned there are two ways that you can put a harmonic in your rack, and that's like the right way and the not so <laughs> right way. Uh, so I have these memories. Uh, there were about a thousand people living in the town when I grew up there, uh, my young days, and um, I never counted them then, but little reading I do, there were a thousand people, there were 14 bars, and there were six churches. And I figure that's because that's how many we needed. <laughs> so I had this song in mind for, gosh, at least 15 years as an idea. And um, a couple years ago, I was at a songwriter uh, wellness retreat with Freebo, who, uh, um, and uh, this one, 
was a project I had intended to work on there and it turned into a co-write with Freebo. Here we go. Johnny walked slowly down his small town street A daily decision on his small town beat The corner had a steeple and a neon light A church on one side, a bar on the right Said a church on one side, a bar on the right Filled with trouble, he wanted to confess Bartender preacher who knows best Share his sorrow to a smiling face Searching for wisdom in a friendly place Bended elbow, bended knee Yearning for tranquility It could be you, but it might be me Bended elbow, bended knee in the corner wears a crown of thorns a yingling display shows dogs blowing horns Johnny talks to the spirit from his pew in the church the spirits talk to Johnny in the bar on his perch bended elbow bended knee yearning for tranquility it could be you but it might be me Bended elbow, bended knee. A handshake, a hug as he comes and goes. Bars and churches love the cash that flows. It's pretty much the same either side of the street. Neither makes Johnny feel complete. Bended elbow, bended knee. Yearning for tranquility It could be you, but it might be me Bended elbow, bended knee Now Johnny walks faster down his small town street A new decision on his daily beat he got to the steeple and the neon light But he just kept walking cause that felt right Yeah, he just kept walking cause that felt right Bended elbow, bended knee Yearning for tranquility It could be you, but it might be me Bended elbow, bended knee it could be you, but it might be me. Bended elbow, bended knee. Oh, that's a great song. Oh. Bended elbow, bended knee, a, a co-write uh, that you did with uh, Freebo. Uh, Antonio Andrade is in our studio today, and that song, by the way, appears on uh, his new album, Something Happened. Uh, you know, we got co-write. Uh, have you done a lot of those, or is that... That's at present my only one. The only one? You know, yeah, there's some, it, it's a great idea, but uh, I, I guess when you're working with somebody else, 
you, especially somebody like Freebo, who's just a wonderful teacher and, and so caring and sharing with uh, with others. Um, I, I assume you you pick up a few things as you're doing that. What, what did you learn from Freebo? Um, you know what? I met Freebo at that first Folk Alliance in 2008. I knew of him because we actually grew up about 12 miles from each other. Yeah. And I learned of him uh, the first time when I was at a Bonnie Raitt concert at University of Pennsylvania. And I was there with a bunch of people from what is called the coal region. Somewhere around 75 or 76 and people are saying, that guy's from Mahanoy City. And I just kind of never forgot that. And uh, But we didn't have reason to cross paths till Folk Alliance. And I get there in Memphis that first year and I'm thinking, holy heck, man. Freebo's here. I, I wonder <laughs> if I'll get to meet him. And uh, so we have developed a, a bit of a friendship, mentorship, of course. Sometimes I'm not sure, and it's all good whether he treats me as a friend or a brother as a, or as uh, his kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all of it is, is good. Right. So the way that one happened, there were about uh, there were 10 people, I think, at the workshop. And we were there for a week, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and... Um, I was working on my song and uh, sharing discussion progress with Freebo as the days went on, and there were a couple of comments that he offered that uh, were good and they were helpful, so I put them in a song, and then the thing includes that you will record your song before you leave in a, you know, uh, a mobile studio that was brought in. And I went in and said, Freebo, uh, I'm thinking we gotta let a verse in here for an instrumental, and he said, you don't need an instrumental, Antonio. You need another verse. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that verse happened to be what was the last verse, which brought the story of Johnny back to sort of a conclusion. Yeah. And upon those suggestions and him saying, uh, uh, I'm not sure that's what he said to me that given day, but I do have very vivid memories of him being in my face in a loving way saying, yeah. you don't want to do the work, Antonio. <laughs> you don't want to do the work. So uh, I, we got that uh Changed some words and made a last verse, and I think I'm happy. I thought, yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> it should be. It's a great, great, great song and a, a great recording. Um, I, I want to play a cut from it uh, in, in just a moment or two, but uh, I think this song uh, was written by Stacy Earle, and and Stacy Earle was sort of an inspiration for you getting back into this music. Absolutely, I uh, you know I, I as discussed got hooked on the Beatles, and quickly that took the path of finding Bob Dylan. Uh, and then my very first month at Penn State, I, I'd never heard of David Bromberg nor John Prine, and I saw David Bromberg in September of 72 and John Prine in October of 72. So I listened a heck of a lot of John Prine and did a lot of his stuff. Peter Townsend was in there uh, also, and then finally Bob Marley, I think, was the icing mm -hmm. on the cake. So uh, that's, you know, I, I didn't sure I heard of uh, some of the more popular folk commercial folk maybe you know and right. uh somewhere around 2000 i went to a concert series in king of prussia to see uh stacy earl and mark stewart and um kind of latched on to them as mentors if i could carry guitars carry cds do yeah. anything to sneak in a question <laughs> or two uh so after about man some number of years of being their fan i saw them at godfrey daniels in bethlehem and having chance to talk with mark said whatever you know about me what would you suggest that I do to improve my skills and improve my opportunities? And Mark said, join Folk Alliance and go to Memphis. So uh, since then, I'm grateful that it has developed into a friendship. They played, Mark played on my fourth and this new record. Stacy sang on the uh, Live Shakes record. 
and I've been covering a couple of their songs mm -hmm. for about 10 or more, 15 years now, and I'm really happy with uh, my cover of Makes Me Happy, written by Stacy. And I like having Mark play those licks on slide. It's that every now and then that one given moment You say don't let it end It's mine and I own it Keeps my heart beating fast It all seems so clear If I happen to ask What am I doing here? I say
Antonio Andrade channeling the Beatles in that uh, that little end to that particular piece, Makes Me Happy, a song written by Stacey Earle. It appears on Antonio's new album, Something Happened. Antonio's with us in the studios today on Traditions. And uh, Antonio, this is your, your fifth recording. Yes. Wow. Yep. Uh, it seems like every three or four years I have uh, something going. Uh-huh. Uh, well, it, you know, it's 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 a it's a process, and we were talking before about you know communities and friendships and folk alliance, and I think that's kind of what separates this contemporary folk community is that it is such a nice community, people helping each other, learning from each other, mm-hmm. and you know, I imagine now that you've got this album out, I mean, you in those five c- CDs recordings, you probably learned some things. Uh, what was different when you when you did this new album? Anything? Uh, um, Learn well, from? the experience of knowing how you might improve on another one probably is it. Uh, when you suggest that it seems like I'm learning, that's a lot of pressure on me because I'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> the learning. Uh, but I am. I know I am learning. Yeah. I'm improving, getting better. But this one, um, it wasn't just okay. Now I'm ready to go. I had been working on these songs and recording versions of these songs for about three to four years before it was finally decided. Well. This is it. You know, I had, yeah. I'd write a new one myself and add it. And uh, I think I had recorded versions of about 15 different covers that I was considering, you know. And it, when it got down to it, the, the five, uh, six originals are on the record and, and five covers. And <laughs> I'm happy with the decisions and way the songs went. So, uh but other than that, um, I'm just grateful that the, the folks who have worked with me on this record, Freebo, Mark Stewart, a longtime friend from high school who is uh, chief financial officer at the New England Conservatory. Ed Lesser played drums on all the cuts from both of these last two records. Derek Houston owns and operates the studio, the Green Room in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, where I've done my last three records. Derek plays... Uh, on probably nine or or so at least nine of these cuts a lot of bass whenever freebo wasn't playing bass Derek covered bass played some guitar and uh this one is different um i'm really delighted ama johnson has added backing vocals to five of these songs and i just love it you yeah. know it, it takes the it takes the, the song somewhere that i would never have taken it by myself I, like I said earlier, I, I can see your, your growth as an artist, you know, from when I first met you to now. And not that there was anything wrong, but back then, I mean, you, you were, in fact, your, your last album, uh, you did an album of cover songs. And one of those was uh, selected for the soundtrack of a, a very important movie. Yeah, it sure was important in my life. <laughs> uh, the cover that we're, uh, you're suggesting, Ron, is called This Must Be the Place. Uh-huh. It uh, was a talking head song. Um, actually i think one of the few that was actually a co-write by all members of that band and that song caught my attention the way exactly they did it uh i remember seeing it and smiling was their video stop making sense right right now and i had that song in my mind for quite a while and i did those 10 covers and uh my version is quite different than that which i'm happy about and i came home from work one day uh somewhere around 2011 to an email from a uh came from italy and it turns out um they were asking if i'm just going to make it smaller they they were suggesting that they would like to use 31 seconds of my cover of that (laughs) song in a movie uh produced by paolo sorrentino and the words were there starring sean penn and francis mcdormand and i'm thinking my gosh (laughs) you know my gosh covers it because then i couldn't even uh anyway so somehow it made it uh through the the phase where they edited the movie and and yes the song 
is in there and uh it, it just makes me happy to have something like that happen. It wasn't anything that I'd ever sent or submitted. Right. I take it that they were searching for versions of that song. They had a couple of new versions done for the movie. David Byrne made a cameo, did a cameo in the film. And um, sure enough, my 31 seconds are in there. That's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> with a, you know, a scene with Sean Penn and Francis McDormand. You know? <laughs> that, not many artists can say that, so that's, 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 that's terrific. And you know, I, I think that's... I, probably why they chose it is, you know, what I see when you do a cover song, you really make it your own. You're not doing a, uh, okay, this is the way it's always been done. You, you add something to it. And uh, how, do you, how do you work that out? I, I guess it's a little different from every artist, but what, what, what do you see in a song like that? that you, there are so many good songs. That's why. I, uh, and so I think what attracts me, well, you know, lots of people are attracted by different things, but really it, 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 the lyrics are what attract me and when mm -hmm. I feel like I want to say those words and I want to deliver them and share a thought and share the meaning and you know it's kind of like generally an emotion of some sort it could be a, a, a humor you know it could be fun or uh, and I, I just find that uh, there is some passion about saying and presenting the idea and the words in those songs mm -hmm. Uh, and then, uh, you know, there are so many that I have done over the years and that I would like to do if I could ever learn the words. But uh, that's that's what attracts me to other folk songs is, uh, you know, I'm, they're not mine. I don't wish they were mine. I'm just happy to sing those good songs because yeah. you probably know even better than I how many how many good songs there are. Right. Yeah, there, there, there are a bunch. And, you know, a good song is a good song no matter who wrote it. And uh, mm -hmm. I always think it's the artist, the way they interpret it. And I, I, I love the way you uh, you interpret songs. So keep Thank doing, keep doing that. I will. Antonio Andrade is with us in the studio today. And I wonder if I could ask you for another song. Love to. Um this one uh, I don't want to mislead anybody but I'm thinking uh, when I was working on this I, I thought well wonderful tonight I've been in a cover band and I see how people crawl over each other's back to get to some to the dance floor for some songs and while this wonderful tonight by Eric Clapton was a slower song I kind of tried to use that as a pattern but I didn't stay with that intent very long and I added a character that I'm just gonna say it here in case uh, you know how about by show of hands in in the listening audience by show of hands how many are familiar with the three stooges oh, I see a few hands raised okay uh, yeah and so then <laughs> just take a little farther and say how many are familiar with Larry Fine and yeah, Larry had they all have a unique look and and so uh, I kinda took wonderful tonight added a character and gave a little shake and here we go. She's in her gypsy dress, a whisper and a trace. She has bushy hair, everyone in place. She's got me high on love. Maybe she'll be mine. I want that love. She looks like Larry Fine. She's a savage. She's a savage. She's a savage. 
she's my love When I see her dance I see her charm I tried to hold her tight She broke my arm She's a savage She's a savage She's a savage She's my love She looks like Larry Fine She's got my heart She's my porcupine She's a savage She's a savage She's a savage She's my love my love she's my love uh. <laughs> Ah, uh, that is great. <laughs> She's my love. That's Antonio Andrade. Oh. Uh, a first love song where you compare a woman to Larry Fine. I mean, that <laughs> that takes courage, but it, it came out so well. Uh, She's my love. Uh, <laughs> She's a savage. Right. She's a savage, right? <laughs> Antonio Andrade, uh, I, I, I'm so happy you were able to come here and, and join us today for the, for this music uh, and sharing this wonderful CD. You released this last fall, I guess, when you gave it to me in November or something? I did sneak a copy. Sneak a copy, in, okay. In, in, uh, at NERF this past November. Yeah. Right. Official release was just March 1st. Uh -huh. Yep, uh -huh. I had I had some copies that I didn't want to have to take back home. <laughs> Thank you. You know, it is truly a special, and it's an honor to be with you here on Traditions, Ron, at WFDU. Uh, I'm, even from the moment I walked up to the building and I could hear the music coming out of the studio uh -huh. outside and uh, it was very special also to hear Bells of Rimney playing uh, as I was you know tuning up and warming up and just being very excited uh, as it mentioned the mining and you know that that's yeah. part of what went on where I lived well, that's what this music's all about, and that's what I've admired about your music. I mean, we're we're all about community. We're all about experiences. Uh, you know, we were talking off mic before, and my my family came from a coal mining background, and and uh, my father left this area because he didn't want to be in the coal mines. And, and you know, you grew up around it. Uh, you know, and, and these shared experiences, even people who are not involved in that, I think they they do glean something from it. And I think with the craft of a songwriter like yourself is to be able to share those feelings and 
you know, even a woman who looks like Larry Fine. I mean, I think we, 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 we all can, we can relate to those things. And that's what makes this music so special in this community. And uh, you know, I'm so honored that you were able to come here today and, and, and share this with us. So, so what are your plans for the future? You got this new CD out? What are you, you still working, still writing? Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I am, I'm seeing about 70 shows a year. Mm-hmm. Last year I did about 70. I'm hoping I might increase that this year but i'm looking at it in terms of like some you know short-term goals and long-term goals my medium short to medium term goal would be uh you know working to promote the record uh thank you mike cornfell for working with with me on this and uh short-term goal i'm i'm thinking uh about an easter egg hunt um easter is on april 1st this year and so, yeah, I'm thinking about an Easter egg hunt. That'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> April first, okay. Uh, well, uh, you know, I I want to mention something else. You, you, you I touched on something you said a little bit earlier. Um, you mentioned you were, worked in cover bands, and you saw people how they would gravitate to the, the floor with certain songs. Does that affect you as a songwriter and, and also as a, as an artist choosing what cover songs to do? That you know, you kind of learn what people. No, I haven't. Uh, not that I wouldn't, but I uh, have never uh, included things like Moni Moni in my solo act. <laughs> Wooly Bully, yeah, All but right. Moni Moni, no. <laughs> uh, we'll work on it. This is, got time. <laughs> um, yeah, what I'm trying to do now, um, sometimes I play rooms where there really isn't a ticket or a cover charge. Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to do now is get people to pay to get out. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> You'll be here all week. <laughs> Keep you posted. <laughs> uh, well, Antonio, I, I really enjoyed having you here today, and um, uh, I, I can't thank you enough, and I'm, I'm looking forward to more great music from you in the future. Um, again, share share your website with us so our audience can, can find out more about your music. That's right, because um, uh, it's not my name. It is www.lifeshakes.com, L-I-F-E-S-H-A-K-E-S, Life Shakes is the name of my fourth record, and um, that, that, that's what worked. Well, where, where did Life Shakes come from? What, is it an expression of some sort? I'm, I'm not. Gosh, I'm going to have to make something up here. <laughs> mm. April 1st. You know what? I had a song called Life Shakes from way back, and uh, it, it's hard to come up with something new, you know, yeah. a website or publishing company. You know, there are so, so many people doing this, and, and there aren't many. Uh, any of the ideas that I kind of had that came from somewhere else were, were taken. Mm-hmm. So uh, now that it is Life Shakes, I'm very happy with it because I think it's an upbeat and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a happy Life Shakes. Sure. Well, you know, shaking isn't all, nothing is always good or always bad. So when I think Life Shakes, I think good stuff. Right, right. Before you leave, can, can I squeeze one more song out of you? Sure. I, think, I think we talked about four. I think you only did three so far. If, I'm, if, if I'm, you insist. I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm, Please, I'm greedy. What can I tell you? <laughs> Thank you. Antonio Andrade is with yeah, us today. Because I want to get out there and see how my car is doing. Um, okay. I got here. I had a dentist appointment on Tuesday Ooh. in Easton, Pennsylvania. And the forecast was for snow. And then more snow. So I got here a little bit after midnight on Wednesday. And I'm just parked out there in the car, <laughs> drinking milk and eating bread. Oh, for like uh, so, I'm kind of eager to make sure I can get. Yeah, I, I would say so. If you need to use the bathroom before you leave, too. <laughs> okay, after well, all was, those days. I, I was supposed to check with you. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> put me down for <laughs> right. 
<laughs> Ron, thank you very sure. much for having me in uh, here today. Let, let's let's do one more song, okay? Yes. You want to do one live, or you oh. want to? Do, uh, you oh. know what? You want to? You oh, let's, let's do, yeah, let's do this record. one. Um, when with this one, then this was. Uh, oh, I love this one. This was uh, an, an Al Green song. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell us why you chose this one. Well, back to the Talking Heads, man. They had a really engaging rhythm in this song, and uh, then take it from there. During the years Folk Alliance was in Memphis, uh, I had the chance to visit Al Green's church. In, in Memphis and uh, I've been messing around with this song again from since the days of the cover band uh, mid 90s and uh, we started doing it and I pretty much tried to do what what that band did with with the you know the, the cut here on something happened right yeah well we'll end with this Antonio Andrade thanks for being here everybody out there check out his website lifeshakes.com thank you everybody thanks for listening I love you like I do After all these changes You put me through Stole my money My cigarettes I haven't seen hide Nor hair of you Yet I want to know Won't you tell me Won't you tell me Am I in love to stay Take me Take me Take me to the river Take me to the river Wash me down On the ground On the ground, yeah I don't know why You treated me so bad Ooh. Think of all the good times We could have had Ooh. Love is an ocean I won't forget Ooh. My sweet 16 I will never regret I wanna know Won't you tell me Won't you tell me Am I in love to stay Wash me down, wash me down. Won't you cleanse my soul? Oh, my soul. Get my feet on the ground.
Take Me to the River. I love that uh, version of this song. Written originally by Al Green, performed by Talking Heads, and now Antonio Andrade. His new CD, Something Happened. And again, my thanks to him for coming by today and uh, you know, uh, traveling to be here. I mean, he's not like living next door and just you know, popped into the studio. He, he made an effort to get here, and I am I am really grateful because that's what this is all about, being able to share such wonderful artists, such wonderful songs and uh, interpretations of music. That's what makes this all fun. I'm Ron Alesco. You're listening to Traditions, and we have another new one for you.